On this episode, Matt Gleb joins me again as we continue to talk about change at church. When is the right time? Why should we do it? How should we do it? And I'm looking forward to our conversation. Welcome to the Must Increase Podcast. Welcome or welcome back to the Must Increase podcast where we are trying to increase truth and inspire hope in the lives of your church, your family, your business, and beyond. We're so glad you're with us today. If you haven't yet, make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening to podcasts. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, and we do put out video versions of every episode. And so if you want to see my face and our guest beautiful face, uh, Mr. Matt Gleb himself, who's back with us today, uh, you want to make sure that you hop onto our YouTube channel there and get subscribed. But yes, as I mentioned, I am your host, Luke Clayton, but I'm joined today by uh, co-host Matt Gleb. Uh, Matt, it's good to have you back for a second episode. Yeah, yeah, so far so good. And uh, yeah, so we're going to dive right in, uh, going with stuff we like. This is where we recommend you know, movies, TV shows, podcasts, books. And today I'm actually going to recommend uh, something a little bit different. But before I get to my recommendation, Matt, I'm going to let you lead the way this time. You've done this once before. And I think you might have a couple recommendations. So you do one, I'll do one, and then you do another. So get started. Well, the first one, I need to go back to our episode we, we recorded. Long long minutes ago was uh you saying should we rename this segment stuff we like oh yeah, yeah. i don't think we should rename it but i think you should throw up another graphic with some high-pitched singing stuff we like okay um <laughs> so so yeah what i'm gonna do now is I've, I've thought about that like a little stinger or whatever you know kind of to introduce it so i feel like i'm just gonna go extract that audio clip of you just now doing that and now moving forward every episode we're going to hear you singing that little jingle. So, yeah, great idea. That's what we're going to do. Stuff we like. I like it. That now I got so two funny. takes of it, so I'll pick the better one. So, yeah, <laughs> nice, nice, nice. So, yes, yeah, Stuff We Like, here it is, introduced from now on, I guess, by Matt Gleb's beautiful falsetto voice. Uh, and so you're going to lead the way telling us with uh, what, what stuff do you like this week? Yeah, I had a, had a movie and a book last time. I'll start with a book this time. Um Again, pretty popular these days in the Christian world is Gentle and Lowly. I don't know if you had a chance to read I've, that. I book have yet. heard, have not read it, but I have heard of it. Yeah, by Ortland. So good. And I just want to throw one thing here that's just so awesome to hear. And, I'll, and you'll probably be encouraged by this, maybe if you love the Lord. But, um, big <laughs> <laughs> there, but yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> he says in the book that um, when it comes to God, his love versus his anger. That God has to be provoked to wrath, but who he is, is love. Oh, wow. So sometimes we think about God and man, God's just angry in the Bible. He's mad all the time. No, no, no. He has to be provoked to that. It's poking the um, the hive over and over and over and over again yeah, until, yeah. okay, here comes the bees. But um, But what he just does, what rolls off of who he is, is love. Um, so I just love, uh, that thought. That's just one little segment really of the good. book, but, uh, yeah. been really good. I read that a while back. So really good. And yeah. then, um, a TV show, my wife and I, uh, one of our most enjoyed hobbies is just sitting down and watching a TV series. Sure. Um, and 
the Power of the Rings has been okay. being shown every Friday. And being out of town, being busy uh, for a little bit, we have not watched the season finale yet. Have you watched any of this? Okay, so you you and my we have a common friend Nate Skelly and he's been on here before uh you don't know him? yeah never heard of him yeah. uh yeah friend eh, I don't know about that yeah uh yeah. but anyways no he he's been on before and actually the last time he was on he was he kind of recommended it because it wasn't out yet but it was coming and so he uh he recommended uh what the rings of power is that lord of the rings rings of power that's what's the called rings right? of the power um, of the rings yeah or or it's one of those i want to say it's rings of power but you know you it's the power you've of the seen rings. it and i've not so i um, looked it up right before we got Okay, well, you know what? I, it doesn't matter to me because no, I have not seen it. And I've actually, this is, people get floored by this, but I've never seen anything Lord of the Rings. So I've never seen the original trilogy, never seen The Hobbit. Um, and people are always shocked by that because I do love movies and I used to be very much into Star Wars and I still kind of keep up um, and, Why, and so forth. What, what's that? Why? Well, I don't know. I just never, I, first of all, the fantasy genre just doesn't appeal to me all that much. The elves and yeah, I guess hobbits in this case and, you know, dwarfs and all of that, like that, that middle earth, you know, kind of feel, uh, kind of, which I, I've, I've never, I'm not, I wouldn't recommend game of Thrones, but I've never seen it. Um, it's kind of a similar vibe, you know, uh, and all of that. And so I don't know, that's never appealed to me. Secondly, I know that the Lord of the Rings movies are incredibly long. And it's just going to be a really big commitment of time. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. so that's another, I, it's, it's on my list of things to maybe do one day, watch no, Lord not. of the Rings. No, but, it's not. Well, it, it, it is. I just haven't done it yet. So, um, and you're not in the star Wars either, right? No, I am in the star Wars. Like I, I, okay. well, I, let me, let me say that. And this, I don't want to chase too many rabbits, but I was into star Wars. Uh, star Wars lately has been incredibly disappointing in my opinion, ever since Disney took over, uh, force awakens was great. Rogue one was great ever since then. Oh, Mandalorian's pretty good. Um, but, uh, like, have you seen Andor at all? The latest Disney plus series? I haven't watched any of it. Okay. My you problem probably will after. Yeah. Well, well, my, my problem with Andor is I've seen like the first four episodes and I just have to keep reminding myself why I'm supposed to care because this is a, this is a spinoff of a spinoff. Like they had rogue one and rogue one was good, but rogue one's a prequel to a new hope. Um, and it's, it's interesting that they set it up, but now they've taken one of those characters and they're giving him a prequel. And so I just have to keep reminding myself, why am I supposed to care about? Oh yeah. He was in that spinoff movie and this is a spinoff about that spinoff. And so I don't know. I haven't finished it. I've only got four episodes in. I think they've put all of them out now. I'll probably finish it at some point. Uh, but anyways, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the Rings of Power. But uh, you 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 did get me going, I'm hating on a Lucasfilm nowadays that it's with Disney. But anyways, uh, so Rings of Power. Uh, yeah, I mean, don't spoil it for me because maybe I'll watch it one day. But you can spoil it because I probably won't. So tell 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 us about it. Um, I don't know where this fits into the line of lord of the rings i think it's before everything that's what i heard i heard and, it's way before and, everything yeah and i'm a little confused with who the characters are <laughs> so when i said we watch it it's pretty late at night um i didn't think i was gonna have a follow-up to this oh um, no, no 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 uh we, we we watched it though i swear um no it's good no it was, it's it's pretty good i think they're they're trying to get into the dwarves to get this uh material they they can have to save the elves from 
dying, I guess, because they just don't okay. die. All right. And uh, so their land is decaying. So they need something from the dwarves, I think I said. And then um, and then the the Sauron, I think, is the bad guy. I think he's just starting to come back. And all the little troll guys who live in the ground. Anyone who is a fan of this and listening, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm completely lost because I'm like, I know there's like I didn't I said, sell it. I didn't just sell it to you. Uh, no, no. I mean, it's not that you didn't sell it. It's just, I just, I can't, I can't connect at all. Cause I've never seen any of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. but okay. Well, Hey, I, I, uh, I've heard good and bad about it again. I don't know what to think about it. It's not really, like I said, it's not really my thing. Um, and so, but maybe, maybe I'll check it out. Uh, any, any, well here I'll, now I'll give us stuff we like, um, just for sake of moving on. If we can come back to you, if you've got one more thing, but, um, Mine's really random and it's really different. I'm actually, again, I said I was going to be recommending an app and it is the Todoist app. So there's all types of little productivity apps out there and I've used many of them over the years. I've used Trello and Asana and ClickUp and whatever. And I still use some of those for collaboration. But as far as just a personal to-do list, um, it's been really hard for me to find something that works for me. Um, and I honestly confession, this is not good, but for the longest time, my email inbox was my to-do list and I still find myself falling into that trap every once in a while. Um, but, uh, I've started to try to use migrate things over to a to-do list and this to-do list app is just very simple, very straightforward. It's got some advanced functionality that you can take advantage of. Of course, it's got a pro paid version. I'm just using the free version because all I want to do is just say, this is what I'm going to do today. Um, and for whatever reason it worked, you know, works on my iPad, my iPhone, my computer. And so for whatever reason it's clicked with me and I've been using it for a little bit over a month now. And uh, so anyways, that's, that is my stuff we like. It's a little bit more serious and about productivity, but, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I, uh, that's what I like. Yeah. I've used that app. It's good. Yeah. Um, before we move on to questions and answers, Matt, any, uh, any other stuff we like, um, that you, you might have for us? Nothing else prepared. Nothing. You don't like anything else. Okay. That's cool. Uh, well, Hey, here is uh, questions and answers, which I mean, I, I don't have a creative stinger for this either. So, um, you know, maybe, maybe we'll come up with something, but, uh, but anyways, question and answer. We've got one question and it really kind of lines up with, and we touched on it actually in the last episode. That is what are some good, we talked about good sources for stock video and photos in the last episode, same question, but about music. Now, Matt, you did mention a few things. Um, I'll start now finding free music is going to be difficult. There are sources. In fact, the, the main source I can think of is going to be uh, YouTube. YouTube has a library of free music that you can use, and I will say it's not all that great, but there are a few winners, I suppose. The problem is, is the ones that are good, everybody uses, and so you're not going to get anything unique. So in terms of free, that's going to be difficult. Uh, something that I've been using for a while is called Soundstripe. Uh, and they have free uh, music. And something I like too is they have a, I don't know if it's included with every subscription, but the version I'm on is you can also download music with the stems, which means that you have control of what instruments are used in that track. So for example, if you wanted to extract, you know, or, or turn up the bass or extract the bass or add drums, remove drums, add violins, remove, it's all, you can 
control it with the stems. That's really nice um, to have because working with a lot of churches, I have a lot of different musical preferences I have to kind of cater to. And so it really allows us to um, have a lot more control over, you know, what those churches are, are using in terms of music and their their videos and stuff. So that is the main one I use. And it is nice because it it's just a, a subscription. I can't remember how much it is. I think it's like 200 ish dollars a year and it's as many music uh you can license as many you know tracks as you want um so that's one i've also heard of one called artlist i believe it's artlist.io never um used it before but i've heard good things similar concept downloading and licensing as many things as you want for a subscription so uh and then i mentioned element and elements last time as well which also has music available their music's not as good as something like a soundstripe but sometimes i'll find something in there that i i like there so uh that's that's my answers matt any uh, you had mentioned a couple last time but any sources for music uh, and soundtracks that you guys have and i used to use a website called binsound.com okay i don't know if you ever heard of that like i don't know i've not heard of that name, yeah the name binsound.com and they had they had a couple hundred um songs back in the day i don't i haven't been on there for a couple of years but they were free or at least half like a big chunk of them were free and so all of our old like up next announcement videos had all their songs nice uh, so i got really sick of them but that was a couple of years ago. So I'm sure they have some fresh stuff out there, but uh, bensound.com was, uh, was good to use. Okay, cool. Yeah. I, um, I, I kind of see where you're coming from there. Like I've, I've soundstripe is really good, but I am also getting to the point now to where it's like, I have used this music a lot. So I have thought about maybe mixing it up for like canceling for a couple of years, maybe going with something else. But, uh, but yeah, that, that's really good. Another one I thought of that came to mind as you were talking is called music bed. Uh, music bed, I believe has a subscription, um, but they also allow you to license and purchase music individually as well. I believe they still do that. Um, and then another one that's connected to Envato, Envato and I, I alluded to this last time too, is Audio Jungle. Um, and that one allows you to uh, just purchase things one off if you're not into a subscription. So again, you're, you're going to be difficult to find free music, but you know, you can find some affordable stuff. Once upon a time, I uh, made a video and used Audio Jungle as one of the songs and didn't realize Homeboy was saying Audio Jungle <laughs> every seven <laughs> seconds. And that was pretty embarrassing. Didn't listen yeah. to it well enough. So it was on That's... the big screen. Audio Jungle. Yeah, good to have you at our church today. Audio Jungle. <laughs> No. Yeah, you have to make sure you license the version without the uh, audio watermark there. That's that's a good thing to note. Um, okay, well, hey, we're gonna we're gonna move right into our topic. And uh, last time, Matt, you talked more about your kind of your story, and you shared a lot about your dad and how you know his, Jesus changing his life and a pastor really reaching him and loving him has now in turn affected kind of a whole generation of, in terms of his kids. Um, but today we were going to look more about change and, you know, change when, when it's right to make changes in the church and, and why and so forth. And so, uh, I'm not really sure where you want to start, but, um, I was going to let you kind of lead us off here as we introduce the topic. Yeah. Just kind of segueing between last episode and this episode. Um, when my dad got saved, again, praise the Lord for that, changed his life. It was in the 80s. And so we're coming off of some of the heydays for the independent fundamental Baptist world. Mm -hmm. And so dad was very much influenced by uh, um, the pastor who led him to the Lord. And that pastor was very much influenced by, um, you know, certain, certain churches and certain colleges and a certain circle. 
Um, sure. And so that's just who he was for my dad, almost pretty much his whole life. And, um, and that's just a fact, I believe, with someone who gets saved, whoever leads them to the Lord or whatever church they get saved in, that's who they're going to be. Yeah. And it's almost difficult to change them after that. And when I say change, I'm not talking about changing what they believe about God, what they believe about Jesus, what they believe about scripture. I'm not talking about any of that. And any of the change we talk about today, we our church lines up with the Bible or I wouldn't be here. And I'm not talking about changing anything of the, and what we talk about the fundamentals of the faith or sure. the doctrine of the Bible. I'm not changing any of that. But I'm um, just who we are and the standards that we have and the music that we have. And uh, just our philosophy of church, why we actually come to church, when we need to come to church. Those are everything. Those are all the things that I think in 2022, uh, we need to stop and really evaluate. And I know there's been a big push, not a push, but there's, there's a, a um, that's happening right now in America. A lot, a lot of churches are really thinking outside of what we've known to be church for the last 50 years. Mm. And uh, they're doing new things. And and uh, I definitely don't think there's anything wrong with that, um, as long as we're not doing anything that's obviously contrary to the Bible. And we're not trying to become like the world. But um, if it's not a if it's not interesting to come to your church, or people aren't going to smile when they walk in the doors, or you're not having someone smile at them, and you're singing a song that, um, to me, there's just a couple of hymns that that we still even we still sing at our church, and I'm just like. Ugh, just like a weird song. Yeah. You know, yeah. If, if you think about some of the words of when the role is called up yonder, I'll be there. I'm like, what? I know what we're talking about. And the tune is, I'm used to the tune, but anyone coming in talking about us having a role up yonder, it's just kind of weird or yeah, never yeah. grow old. You know, yeah. just some, some songs to me that are just kind of weird. Yeah. But, there's um, one, I'm going to interject. There's one hymn yeah. that drives me crazy when we sing it and because it's, it's the song, it's a great song, but farther along, uh, we'll know all about it. And there's a line in there that says never molested knowing no wrong. And the, the context of the song in, you know, whenever it was written, okay, makes sense. It's talking about how, Oh man, we watch people and they're never bothered. They never seem to have problems. Um, but they use the word molested and that's, I don't know. That's just a little bit triggering nowadays. So yeah, yeah, I'm with you there on the uh, antiquated lyrics. It can be a little bit of a hindrance in my opinion. Yeah. We still sing hymns every Sunday at our church in some way, shape or form. There's a lot of great songs, but I love how most of the new songs these days are not really about the singer. Mm. I feel like a lot of hymns are about us, you know, for when we get to heaven, when we all get to heaven, I'm never going to grow old. My name's in that role, you know, so that's, that's okay. But I feel like a lot of the new songs are more about to God and the Christ and we're appraising of a song. And even some have a little, have more doctrine than Mm -hmm. uh, the songs back in the day. Uh, you know, and you have to weed through all of that. But um, anyway, that's just an example of that that change that I feel like is necessary uh, for a church, wherever your location is in, in in America, even in the South, it's necessary for us. We're, yeah. we're not a professional community. Like we don't have uh, uh, a lot going on as far as we're pretty much a farming, a farming community, but we do have a hospital. We do have a university. And uh, so we need to have some aspect of professionalism in our church to, mm-hmm. to make sure we're welcome for all people. Sure. I think you can almost have such a uh, um, rural type church that a professional can't even feel like they can come 
because it's just they don't they 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 don't fit it. Yeah. I heard I heard a pastor say uh, a couple of years ago that man when you're thinking about the type of church the philosophy of your church make it so that the richest person in town can come to and not feel like they're going to get dirty or you know they're not going to get robbed because mm-hmm. if you if your philosophy is like that then the poorest person in town is going to feel like they can come there but if yeah. you have a like a junkie type church atmosphere and it's just really you know run down it's not really sharp and uh um it's not welcoming whatever then you're going to have uh then you, there's only one type of people that you're ever going to get and there's going to be a lot of upper, upper class people who just don't feel like they can come because mm-hmm. it's just nothing of what they're used to um so we're not trying to become like the world in uh the fun that we have or the you know any of those things but we do need to make sure that we can welcome everybody and that everyone could sit through a whole service and enjoy themselves and um, want to be able to come back one day. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's an interesting balance because, you know, like you said, you don't, I can understand uh, now people take it to the extreme, but I can understand those who have the argument of, well, we just don't want our church to look like the world. We don't want our church to look like a, I've heard look like a nightclub or something like that. And, you know, I guess I think there's definitely extreme viewpoints on that, but I can understand the sentiment. Um, but at the same time, y- you want to remain somewhat relevant to the culture that you're trying to reach. You know, it is interesting. I was having a conversation with somebody else the other day, how churches in general, no matter what side of the spectrum they're on, they tend to give like uh, church planners and missionaries to other countries, a pass. Like, oh, you can go and you can wear, you know, like if you're a missionary to Africa, yeah, you need to be wearing the African, you know, garb and, you know, kind of robes or whatever get up they would wear in those, depending on their country and culture and all of that. But then when we're over here in America, you know, there's people that, again, on on the extremes would say, well, bless God, you need to be wearing that suit and tie every week and and whatnot. And, you know, we can't compromise and whatever. And it's like, well, why do we give the, in another country, a cultural pass, but we won't give that to those here in our own, you know, in our own country. Now, look, there's, there's times and places and cultures, if you will, where, yeah, maybe it is appropriate to dress up. You know, like you said, maybe a community that does have an element of professionalism to it um, that, okay, it makes sense that maybe people dress up and so forth. But there's also going to, like I've heard people say, uh, make comments of like, well, I don't, I, I, they, they put a negative, I'm, I'm picking on attire right now as far as shirts, same suits and ties in particular, but they, you know, they say, well, I don't want my, I don't want my church uh, people to think that I'm a politician or, you know, a lawyer because that's who wears suits and ties nowadays. And so anyways, that's just one little aspect to, to kind of, like I said, use as an example. But yeah, you got to, like I said, I understand not wanting to become quote unquote like the world, but at the same time, I, everybody tries to stay relevant to culture. You know, I don't care where you're at. You're, there's something that you're doing in your church that is striving for that cultural relevance. It's just as to what degree are you willing to, to you know, make those changes. So, Matt, that, that kind of leads me to wondering, you know, what are some changes maybe that have happened at your church that you guys have made uh, maybe since the time you've been there uh, and kind of walk it through the process of maybe how that looked? Yeah, um, not too many extreme changes. Uh, when I got here 10 years ago, um, our music was was really well done and mm-hmm. uh, a little bit more rigid now that I'm looking back than where we are now. Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed 
more like a, a nice, like a well put together production instead of like we're praising the Lord and we're worshiping him. Mm. It was more about the quality and um, rather than where our heart was. And I feel like now our heart is, we're really praising the Lord. And if you mm. came to our church, yeah. um, you know, we just, we just uplift his name. And it, I believe it comes from a, a true heart of worship and not just yeah. here's the next song and we make sure we hit our parts right. And sure. Um, and I, I do on. have to, I have to chime in there because I was, yeah. I was at your church a few months ago. You brought us out there to help with a video project. And, um, it is one of, I, and I don't, people say this and they just say it to say it, but I can also say one of the best, you know, worship experiences I've, I've kind of ever been a part of because it was so authentic. Like you said, um, very well done. Uh, you know, like as far as your, your, you got a choir and, you know, kind of a worship team there. Um, very well done in terms of the quality, but the spirit behind it was really, really, I mean, it was like, man, I could, I could get in, I could get used to this, you know? Um, so yeah, I just have to interject like that. The music is, and the worship there is really powerful. And that's a change that's, that had to have happened from the start with our pastor and with who we brought in as to, to lead our music. And uh, um, his name is Sam Force, who is our worship director. He's doing awesome worship leader. Uh, he's doing such a good job. And it's, it's really enhanced the service. Um, I read a book uh, not too long ago uh, called Becoming a Welcoming Church. And it's just a solid book. And uh, the book talked about how people make up their mind if they're going to come back to your church within the first five minutes of them being there. And it could have happened. They could have made up their mind in the parking lot. They could have made up their mind during the introductory remarks or the first song. But um, I want to have a, we, we want to have a service from the beginning to end so that people can think the whole time, you know, I can see myself coming back here at least and wanting to visit again. And uh, that nothing happening in the service would be a distraction so that people would say, I don't think I need to come here. Whether that's from a, a change we've made, implemented is having a connections team, people welcoming people in the foyer uh, instead of just like hoping someone talks to them. But we have people on purpose with a sign around their neck that says, how can I help you? And uh, they greet people as they walk in, making sure people have seats if they've never been here before. Uh, getting them to fill out a connection thing online that that our volunteers actually fill out all the way to the music to uh, people I feel like can being involved not that they're singling out like you have to stand up and sing but uh, they could be a part of that worship time um, to pastor preaching and giving relevant messages to where we're at and and uh, he usually just preaches through books of the bible so we're getting everything that God wants us to hear from his word uh, to the end of having uh, and up next video or announcement video, uh, that's a change that we've put in uh, just to become a little bit more. People are just used to watching screens and they're used to listening to that information. And uh, so getting up with the times yeah. um, and we're still not where we need to be, but uh, um, just getting rid of some things that we just don't need to do anymore. Um, uh, and I've always said if, whenever, if the Lord ever calls me to become a, a lead pastor is, I just want to pause and reevaluate everything because it's never been my decision yet. I can give my ideas. I can give my thoughts to pastor, but I just want to reevaluate, reevaluate everything. Why would we have Bible studies at this time? Why do we yeah. come to this church at this time? Why are we coming back on Sunday night? Is this purpose? Are we getting what we want in that? You know, what are, what all ministries do we have and being ready and willing to change um, what is going to be best for 
your church family, and like you said, the culture where you're at. Yeah. Um, you need to look at, really examine where your church is, check out the demographics between, you know, uh, um, everything about it. And now look at your church family and say, does my church, am I including every single person in our city or town? Mm-hmm. Or if, if, if you live in a, in a city that has, you know, 40% white people, 50% black people, 10% Hispanic, how does that look in your service? And yeah. what are you doing to being able to reach other, part, other people? who would not necessarily come to your church, especially in the South. It's, it's kind of um, a sad thing that, you know, that's a black church, that's a white church. And uh, that's something that we're trying to, to change in our churches. Uh, and part of that would be our music. We, we, we now are implementing songs that not just, um, you know, a 60 year old white person can enjoy, but uh, uh, we're, 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 we're implementing worship where our whole community could, could enjoy yeah. this and yeah. want to worship the Lord together. Yeah. And what was interesting, you know, uh, a lot of times, you know, we're talking about music in particular, when people want to make changes to worship uh, style or maybe bring in newer songs, I hear one of the concerns is, well, the older generation's not going to like that. And yeah, sure, there's going to be some that complain. But what's interesting, again, this is anecdotal because, yeah, sure, it was just one kind of couple that we were able to talk to. But one of the couples we interviewed for your video project when we were there uh, was an older couple. And when we said, hey, what makes this, one of the questions we like to ask is what makes your church, what makes this church different? And the first thing they mentioned was the music. Um, And, you know, then again, they would be either probably in their, uh, I think you remember, I think they're in their probably late 60s, early 70s, maybe beyond that. Um, And they, that was what they said. And so, you know, I, I, we give the old, the old generation, if you will, we give them a bad break because we think that they are, and maybe they tend to be, sorry, I had something to throw there. Maybe they intend to be, uh, or or, or tend to be rather uh, the generation that might be more resistant. But at the same time, I see 80 year olds using iPhones and iPads uh, all the time. You know, um, you know, they they are not as resistant to it as you may think. And I've always heard it. I've heard it said before that people people actually aren't as resistant to change as you think. It's just how you look to change them. If you come in and, and look like you're trying to force something down their throats, or um, you don't give them a good why and good reasoning, that's when they become resistant. A lot of time, it's how you go about it that makes the difference. So, um, well, Matt, we've well, been really generous with your time and I know we can, I could continue this thought. Um, but, and, and maybe, maybe we'll, maybe we'll have you back on and we'll continue the topic at some point. Uh, but, uh, do you have any kind of like final thoughts, uh, on this topic before, uh, we kind of sign off this episode? Yeah. And I was just thinking about, there's a whole nother section of this that you, we could get into a little bit further. And, uh, we, we could, if you wanted to talk about this one more time at least, but, um, Something that I've heard people say that as a pastor, if you're out there, you're a pastor or ministry leader, to really examine is, um, I've heard people say, that's not something, that's not a hill I'm worth, that's worth dying yeah, on. Yeah. I don't want to die on that hill. And I've heard people say that. They don't want to make that change because of the consequences that will come because of that. Hmm. Well, my thought for that is that I've heard, actually, I think it was Brian Sam say, well, if you don't die on that hill, then my kids have to die on that hill. Yeah. Yeah. If I don't stand up for saying this is something that just needs to change, you know, we've been doing this for, for so long and it's not working, it's not helpful, and it's not the Bible, we need to make this change. And if I'm not willing to do that, then that means I'm, I'm just pushing that on to the next generation and say, you guys are going to have to figure that out. Hmm. And I think that could be cowardice and that could be lazy, 
that we're not ready to stand up and say, hey, maybe we need to do this. Let's reevaluate it and not just harshly make that change. But as you talked about, we're just going to, we're slowly going to implement this. And we're going to make sure we're going to talk to people beforehand, make sure we have people on board, the leaders of the church. And uh, we're going to, we're going to unveil where we believe the Lord is leading us and why. We're not just going to make a change, but let's say why and, yeah. and show, give them a little peek of how this will help us. Sure. And uh, when those success stories do happen, exploit them. Let everyone know, hey, look what just happened. This was awesome. We're so thankful we made this change. Look what God's doing with it. Let's go continue on. Yeah. Yeah, and like you said, it's a lot of, of how you do it. And yeah, like you said, leading and starting with why. I really am of the opinion uh, that you can implement changes in any church, any organization. You just have to lead people the right way. And yes, you have to be willing that there are going to be those people that just can't deal, that for whatever reason just can't tolerate it, and they might get upset and they might leave. But our goal is not to, you know, our goal is not to tick people off and cause them to leave. But at the same time, that is, I think, again, if you're leading the right way and like starting with why, being, being, uh, gentle and gradual with it. I, I really think so much more changes can be made, uh, as particularly at a church than most people, um, kind of, kind of give it credit for. So yeah, Matt, we're going to have to get you back on to, to continue this conversation at some point. Um, but, uh, thanks for, thanks for your time and your insight here. Uh, any, any Matt, let's put it this way, just so we don't leave our listeners completely hanging. How do you have a way, uh, maybe a email address, social media, a way that people could connect with you, uh, if they wanted to had more questions about this or wanted to reach out to you about this? Yeah, probably the easiest way would be my email. And through that, if you ever want to talk on the phone or whatever, I don't like giving that out. But uh, easiest email is my name, Matt Gleb at iCloud.com. And okay. it's M-A-T-T-G-L-E-B, one B, at iCloud.com. And love to chat with you. And you may even have some things for me that would be an encouragement or help. And I am growing. I'm just a young, young man. Uh, don't let these grays distract you so from young. viewers. So so good looking. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I am, uh, I'm growing. And uh, so you may even have something that you'd like to share with me, which is totally fine. Sure. But I just want to say thank you so much for listening. Yeah. Well, uh, we will make sure that your email address there gets uh, in the show notes and description for this episode uh, as well. Uh, also, Hey, I'm going to throw this out there. Uh, Matt actually has uh, been helping me a little bit with kind of getting some awareness of what we do with the church media HQ side of, of our business here. And so I'm going to throw it out there, Matt, you have a coupon code uh, that people can get a discount. You can get started with church media HQ, any uh, church media HQ membership for as little as $99. When you use, just your last name, Gleb, G-L-E-B, uh, when you sign up. And so, hey, I'm going to throw that out there. If anybody wants a discount and you're interested in getting started with Church Media HQ, use Matt's name. Uh, the, use, use his last name there, like I said, Gleb, and we'll make, put that in the show notes and description as well. Uh, well, Matt, again, thanks for being with us. And I want to thank our audience for listening to this episode. And again, ho- hope you will subscribe and all that good stuff. Share it with your friends. Uh, share it with, you know, pastors. Uh, you know, share it with other church leaders, other pastors, but also uh, share this with the people in your church, you know, we are trying to provide helpful insight. Like what we talked about today, not just helpful for church leaders, but for those that are actually in your congregation as well. And so uh, we do hope you'll share it. And uh, thanks so much for being with us uh, as we continue to increase truth and inspire hope in the lives of others right here on the Must Increase podcast. 